Okay, I am packing up, getting ready here for Peru. Bags, stuff I still need to fit in the bag. Recording camera gear, toy, wallet, toiletries. Yeah, here we go. And we will be off to the airport at 6 p.m. tonight to Miami and then to Lima and then to Cusco. Okay, at the airport, had to run to a different airport because the flight connecting to my original airport got delayed three hours, so I never would have made it. But here we are, we're ready to head off into the terminal. I picked somebody up along the way. <laughs> here we are waiting at customs. Thank God we have these face masks, these we useless face masks. <laughs> <laughs> Required by the government. Required by the government. The square of Machu Picchu. I'm standing in a church. On the bus ride to Machu Picchu. Glorious mountain. Look at face shields. <laughs> We have arrived at the top of the Good morning, Waters Church. I am up at the top of the Andes Mountains in the country of Peru. And behind me, one of the seven wonders of the modern world, Machu Picchu, an ancient Inca fortress or palace, if you will. And uh, I brought us up here by video today to introduce the message and it ties directly to the text today. A moment in the scriptures where Jesus brought Peter, James, and John to the top of a mountain and showed him his glory. So turn with me to Matthew 17 in your Bibles right now and then stand with me for the reading of God's word as we read it with the views of this incredible palace underneath the scripture. Let's go to the word of God. Matthew 17. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them saying, rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. 
And when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him and kneeling before him said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and he suffers terribly. For often he falls into the fire and often into the water. And it brought him to your disciples and they could not heal him. And Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was healed instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, Because of your little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And this is the reading of God's word. Let's pray. Father, speak to us. Open our ears. Help us to hear you and help us to see Jesus in his name. Amen. Have a seat. You know, there's just something awe-inspiring about mountaintops. And I don't know if you ever realize this, but mountains are throughout the Bible and throughout human history, these pinnacles of human experience. In fact, did you know Ezekiel 28 talks about Eden being the mountain of God? And then you think about Sinai, the holy mountain where the Ten Commandments were given. You think about the mountains that were made by man, pyramids in Egypt. And then, of course, the mountain ranges of the world, even the mountains of New Hampshire, Vermont, down here in Peru. The world is covered with them. And there's something about them. There's something magical and mystical and and awe-inspiring about mountains that, that draw us to them. It's kind of interesting that Jesus brings his disciples to a mountaintop to show them his glory. It points to the reality of the human heart. The human heart desires the glory of God. And we'll seek for it in almost anything. We'll seek for it in our our fame, our fortune, our family, our future, uh, our reputation. But we are made for it. We're made for the glory of God. That's what Isaiah 43 says. And the quest to the top of the mountain is almost a religious quest in man's heart to achieve some kind of godliness, some kind of glory for themselves. But in our passage today, it is not Peter, James, and John that make it to the top of the mountain themselves. It is Jesus who brings them up to show them his glory. And that's the Christian experience. We are the ones that God came down to bring up to show his glory and to reveal his glory to us so that we can know him, experience him, and live for his glory, not just in the mountains, but down in the valleys where the people need the glory of God. You know, right before the mountain of transfiguration, Jesus had just gotten done saying that you have to take up your cross and follow him. You have to deny yourself to realize that if you gain the whole world but lose your soul, you've got nothing. Maybe this was the reason for the Mount of Transfiguration moment, to say no matter what you lose for the sake of Christ, you gain something more glorious than this world can ever offer you. That's why we give and serve. That's why we put our hands to the plow in mission and work for the Lord. Because we know that he's going to give us all that we need and way more than we will ever expect. He's a God of giving. He's a God of glory. And so point number one, if you're taking notes, is basically this. We are made for the mountain to receive the goodness of God. We are made for the mountain to receive the goodness of God. What's his goodness? His goodness is the vision 
for life, our future. His goodness is the grace to be saved. Know we are in him and safe in Christ. His goodness is that we will one day be at home in the mountain of God, the heavenly glory forever. So you give your life. Why? Because you will never lose it in Christ Jesus. You know, I'm standing in the urban section of Machu Picchu where they would have lived. They would have farmed over here to my left and then brought their crops in to survive. And just being right here gives new meaning to Peter's request that they make three shelters for Jesus, Elijah, and Moses. There's, there's a desire in the human heart to dwell on the mountaintop with God. And you can see why. Look behind me. Look at the scenery. Look at what you had to wake up to every morning. Mankind is made for that. And there's something, too, about the mountaintop. It, it feels as if you're knowing God more. You're seeing clearly that you get new perspective, new vision for life. That's why God gives us those moments. Point number two about the mountain is it's a place of silence and separation. Jesus separated Peter, James, and John from the rest of the disciples and the crowds. Why? To get their attention, to talk directly to them. And then when Peter interjects and says, it's good for us to be here, what happens? God interrupts Peter and says, quiet, this is my son. Listen to him. On the mountaintop is where we discover who God is, where we listen. Up here on the top of this mountain, if all these tourists weren't here, it'd be completely silent. You'd hear the wind and you just feel and experience a moment of complete intimacy with God Almighty. So these terraces were constructed to do two things, provide a place for the Incas to farm because they were primarily agricultural and also to support their lifestyle, to support their ability to stay on this mountain, keep the city from sliding into the valley. And behind me, there's a pinnacle in the shape of a pyramid at the top of which is the sundial where they would tell the time and the seasons of the year. It's really incredible how they built this in the 15th century and established themselves and gave themselves such stability through this incredible engineering feat. Hold on, just a second. Got time for a timeout? Of course you do, it's my message. I had this thought occur to me. When you look at the terraces of Machu Picchu, you can't help but realize that what they did physically is a lot like what we do today emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and socially. The Incas built their fortress on the top of a mountain, one level at a time, stacking one progressive layer on top of another until they achieved some semblance of safety, security, validation, or glory. Don't we do the same thing? In the beginning of our lives, we build friendships, then we build relationships, then we build a marriage, a family, before you know it, we're building our lives on our children, our careers, our retirement account, our occupations, our habits. What are we all trying to do? We're trying to do what the Incas did. We're trying to make a name for ourselves that people will remember. But without Christ, it just becomes an empty monument to look back on. Much like Machu Picchu, many people are trying to build their names and reputations on fleeting pursuits that never fulfill and never satisfy.
13,000 feet did it. above sea level on Jeffrey Standard Time. <laughs> he tells you two, it's four. Well, if four it's hours. Three, then it's six. Yes, just multiply 13. by two. All right, so now it's day four of this trip and we are on the way to an entirely different kind of mountain. A couple days ago, we were at the top of Mount Machu Picchu, a destination for tourists, for global travelers. People pay thousands of dollars to get there. We saw Russians, we saw Israelites, we saw Europeans, we saw Asians. Everybody dying to get to the top of that mountain for the experience of Machu Picchu. But today, no one's dying to get where we're going. Today we're going where people need Jesus, where they need people like us to bring them the gospel, to help them, to feed them, to clothe them. Today, in a very real way, we're experiencing what Peter, James, and John experienced as they came down the mountain with Jesus and they met that father who had the demon-possessed son. To see the reason for that mountaintop experience where we experience God's glory and goodness, so that we can bring his goodness down into the valleys of life where people need it. So we're going to be there in a few hours and uh, we'll show you what that looks like. No, you're no, I don't talk. Uh, I don't know what it is. We're out checking out property with Let Love International Jeff in the town of Abenkai. Gonna go up in the mountains tomorrow. Hola. 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 Como te amo? Llame, llamo Abigail. Como te amo? Gabriela. Ah, bien. Christopher. <laughs> I always love to travel and see churches all over the world. It is a reminder that as children of God, no matter where we go, no matter how far away from home we are, we always have brothers and sisters in that place. We are family in Jesus. Praise be to God. We want to video you saying hello to Waters Church in Espanol on the count of three. Uno, dos, tres. Hola, Iglesias Aguas. Amen. A couple of days ago, I was on Machu Picchu. I have never seen anything so beautiful. And of course, it was at the top of a mountain. There is something about the mountain that draws us up. And Jesus knows that we are made for mountaintop experiences. Yes. Because on the mountaintop we see the glory of God. We all want to stay in that place, don't we? 
Jesus lifts us up to those mountaintop experiences. Jesús los llevaba a la montaña para tener esa experiencia. So that we can receive his glory. Para recibir la gloria. And be filled with his presence. Para llenarnos con su presencia. And, and hear his voice. O escuchar su voz. Not so that we can stay there. Así que ellos pueden continuar. But so we can go down to the valley. Pueden bajar de la montaña. And do the work of the Lord. Y hacer el trabajo del Señor. And cast out the demons. Y capturar a los demonios. And change people's lives. Cambiar la vida de las personas. With the message of Jesus Christ. Con el mensaje de Jesucristo. And make disciples. Y hacer discípulos. And bring people to Jesus. Traer personas a Jesús. So that the world might see. Así que van a ver ellos. The glory of God that's on the mountain. Que la gloria de Dios está en las montañas. Can be in our hearts. Pero también puede estar en nuestros And in our lives. And in our families. And in our churches. Until Jesus comes again. To the glory of God. Alejandrina Monzón se va a listar. Ricardo Chiglia. We're hanging out audio Bibles in a town uh, in their native language of Quechua. So they can't even read their own language usually. So we're giving them audio Bibles so they can hear the word of God. passing of the word it is the word it's in spanish uh, all of the children down here love their football and this is the one that they that we leave behind for them so there's bible verses on the ball there are bible verses on the ball and at every discipleship and evangelism that we do uh we leave one ball it's called and it's for the, the church passing the word amen That's good Okay, so you have heard the good news of Jesus Christ. The most important message you will ever hear all of your life. 
I was about your age when I got my first Bible. Dice él que cuando yo tenía como la edad de ustedes, yo tuve mi primera Biblia. The Bible gave me all the wisdom that I have. Esa Biblia me dio todo el conocimiento que yo tengo ahora. It makes you strong in your mind. Me ha hecho fuerte en mi mente. It makes you full in your heart. So make sure you read your Bibles. Así que lean estas Biblias. And pray to your Father in heaven. Y ora a tu papá que está en el cielo. He hears all your prayers. Él escucha nuestras oraciones. And he answers them. Y él les responde. Because he loves you. Porque él te ama. So that's going to be the open. Okay. Recording now. I'm here in Peru with my friend Jeff Markowski and uh, Markowski? Mokarski. Mokarski. I'm sorry about that. I learn something new every day. Yeah. Switch to that camera. Go with this one. Who's directing Sorry. All right, so now we are sitting here with Jeff Markowski, the founder of Let Love International. We are in a village church up in the mountains of uh, Peru, the Andes Mountains. We are 11,000 or so feet above sea level. And we just had service and we just gave out audio Bibles. Uh, it was really moving to see that happen. Jeff, welcome. I'm so glad to have this moment with you to share with the church what's going on here in Peru. Thank you for the opportunity. You, we've done a lot of talking already this week and it's been an amazing week just to see the uh, people, to see the opportunity here to bring the gospel to the nations. Tell the people what brought you. You're, you're not the typical American, you know, you work your whole life to climb the mountain, to get to the top of your profession so that you can retire and play golf all day. Uh, you're, you're retired uh, from the automotive bodywork business. That's right, Mako. Yeah. And uh, you, instead of moving to Florida and playing golf all day, you came to Peru. So speak to that. Tell the people what happened. Okay, well, it all happened really about 10 years ago when I visited Peru. I went to see Machu Picchu, and during that visit, I went with my family. I had a calling, mm. uh, and the calling was that I should be coming back to Peru and working with the children, mm. uh, working with the children in the area of education. But uh, I, I've, since then, I've had a, a calling to come to this area, uh, APRAMAC, uh, and uh, help the children that are here. And that's really the most important calling mm. I've had. And you're reaching this year, you said, how many kids with the gospel of Jesus? Uh, we, we will reach over 1,300. We've reached eight, 818 as of last weekend. Mm. Uh, and we're discipling all of these children. Uh, we will have them discipled with Bibles in their hands after graduation, uh, I, I would say about 700 by the time the year uh, is over. Amen. And that's what you just said, discipleship, not just hit-and-run evangelism. In other words, say the prayer, follow Jesus, okay, we're out of here. You're taking the time to spend with these kids to, to disciple them, teach them the, the faith, and even graduate them. Yes. Is that right? Uh, graduate them and even go one step further, assure that there's a Sunday school in that community mm. when we leave. There are over 14,000 uh, uh, 14, uh, Quechua children uh, in these mountains. Mm. Quechua is the native language of the Incas, am I correct? Uh, yes, that so is correct. There's a good chance that many of these people that you're ministering to are descendants of the Incas, and the Incas are the people who built Machu Picchu. 
You got it. So oh, that's right. It's amazing. Like we, a couple days ago, we were on the mountain of Machu Picchu, and I've been talking about this in this message. Now we're on this mountain, far removed from any tourist destination. No one's trying to get here. No one's paying money to get here. But you're coming here, and you're coming here with a gospel mission uh, out of the love of Jesus. And talk about this, because you said this this week. The Holy Spirit speaks to you on a regular basis. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and it, it happens uh, qu- quite often in the course of a month, uh, probably two, three times. Mm-hmm. And it causes or helps us to make little course directions, redirections, uh, to improve our ability to disciple these children. Yeah. So talk to the church now about what's the vision, because I talked about this in the message. The, the Lord brought Peter, James, and John up to that mountain. We come to mountains for God to speak, Mount Sinai, Mount Horeb, which are oftentimes the same mountain in the scriptures, but the Mount of Transfiguration, the Mount of Olivet, where Jesus speaks. Mountains throughout scriptures, God speaks to us. You've come to the mountains, God is speaking to you. Tell us now, what is God saying? And, and even for Waters Church, what is God saying to you to say, this is where we need to go. This is what we need to see happen for these children. God is telling me that there are opportunities here that if we miss out on, we are remiss in our uh, uh, walk with Jesus and uh, with, with our relationship to uh, Christianity. Right now, there are thousands of children in these mountains that we have the opportunity to disciple uh, and make a real life change uh, with these children. Uh, they say that 90% of the children have already established themselves, uh, accepted Jesus, yeah. become Christians by the time they're 19. We've got thousands of children here under 19. They haven't been exposed to the city yet. They're in the mountains. We've got a great opportunity to uh, give them a good Bible base that when they do eventually go to the city, if they do, at least they'll be reaching back to the Bible and to Jesus for direction. And there's one other thing that you're doing, which is right on the other side of this wall, there's a dental clinic. You helped establish that. Uh, You've got a local dentist, trained dentist, and uh, her sister are actually cleaning teeth right over there right right now now. as we speak. So it's not just about bringing Jesus, but it's about bringing health care. To these children. Uh, exactly. And when we're in the villages, in addition to providing the dental care, our people are looking after or looking out for children with uh, medical issues. Mm. In fact, our director of our Walking with Jesus program is a nurse. Uh, and we have trained teachers in the program that can pick out other uh, issues that should possibly be addressed. I don't know if you want to share your age. You didn't even want to share that with me. No. Do you want to share that with them? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll share it. I'm 76. 76 years old. And he's on the mountains of Peru. And I want to let you know, and Chris is over here directing, we young bucks were up and down the mountains and up and down the stairs of the Inca temples. And you were right there with us the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I think it's a testament to that when the scripture says the faithful will bear fruit in their old age and those who are planted in the house of God, they'll grow old, but they'll bear fruit. They won't slow down. They'll almost speed up. And you've come to Christ 
uh, what, eight years ago? Uh, eight to ten years ago. And you were doing uh, missions work well before that. Uh, uh, yes, but I was doing a different form of missions work. It was more service work. To be a good person. It, to be a good person, yeah. exactly. I was a business guy. I had a little bit of money. I could make what I thought was a, a, a difference. Uh, but all of that changed really during the COVID uh, situation uh, when, again, I got a calling to come to uh, a per, uh, Pertamac, and it switched me from medical, dental campaigns uh, to discipleship. Yeah, so speak to the person. They're sitting there in our churches. Uh, they might be somewhat involved. They might be on the fence about getting involved. They might not be involved at all. They're just coming to church because they think that's being a good person. You, you went to Guatemala for many years thinking that that's what you do. You're a good person, so you go do these good things. But it's more than that. It's about God leading you. It's about having a relationship with Jesus, knowing him. And then because of what you know he's done for you, you go and you do these things, not to be a good person, but to be the body of Christ. Uh, that's right. And, and what it is, is serving the kingdom, serving God's will, not so much my will so that I feel good yeah. about doing nice things, yeah. but doing what's right for the kingdom. And guess what? I feel great. This guy could be playing golf. He could be doing what Americans are trained to do. Retire, take it easy. You've worked hard. You earn it. You've, deserved, you, you've earned it. You deserve it. Not this guy. And, and that's why you inspire me. That's why I wanted the church to meet you. And you're going to do a couple things. Uh, we're already doing the Amore bags, and mm -hmm. you, you've distributed them down here. Uh, correct, a few. So if you yeah. gave to the Amore bags, they're already here, and they're coming here more in the coming months. So there's uh, that. And then there's... Uh, just giving to Let Love International, where can they go to do that? Uh, they can go to our website at letloveinternational.org, uh, and there's a donation section there. And then thirdly, take it up to the next level. We are calling this the Extreme Sport Edition of mi Short-Term Missions for our people at Waters Church to come here and help you distribute audio Bibles uh, set up mobile dental clinics. T tell us yep. what else that is. Uh, uh, setting up the, the dental clinics, working with the discipleship program, evangelizing the children, but it's doing it in the villages and having an opportunity even to stay an, a night in a village uh, with, with a, a local family. Um, we call it the Extreme Sport Edition because if you've gone to Guatemala, Guatemala is a resort-like complex you're not going to have that. Yes, sorry. If you are one of those people that have been looking for the real deal with missions work, uh, roughing it, eating strange foods, uh, try, you know, trekking up mountains by foot, uh, being on dirt roads in the middle of nowhere, no cell service, this is your guy right here. Yeah. This is where you want to go. And here's the deal, guys, and I want to close this out by saying, saying that some of you, you're living the good person life. You're trying to be a good person. You're trying to serve, serve that purpose of feeling good about yourself. That's not Christianity. And Jeff just attested to that. What happens is Jesus, this is Christianity, Jesus brings us up. He lifts us up out of our sins and out of our, our death in sin and out of our grave, our spiritual grave. And then he, he speaks to us and he separates us from the world, just like he did with Peter, James, and John in Matthew 17. And then he shows us himself. He shows us his glory. But all that 
so that we can go down into the valleys, or in this case, the mountains, and we can reach people with the glory of God, with the goodness of God that He has shown to us. If He's lifted you up, the question now is, who are you lifting up? So we want to challenge you in this message. We want to challenge you. It's not necessarily about Peru. It's about following Jesus. Look, Peru is what Jeff was called to. You might be called to come help him, but you might be called to be a janitor or an educator or a doctor, a lawyer, a CEO, a businessman. Are you doing it to be a good person or are you doing it because you know Christ has made you new and you're here for the world? So we've talked about the fact that we're made for the mountain to receive and experience the goodness of God, number one. Number two, at the mountaintop, we're separated from God. We're brought into a silent place so that we can hear him and receive his word into our hearts. But then if you look at the passage in Matthew 17, what does Jesus do immediately after the Father speaks? He brings Peter, James, and John down the mountain. On the way down, he says this. He says, the Son of Man is going to be betrayed. He's going to be handed over. He's going to be crucified. And he's going to be raised to life again. And they don't understand it. They're wondering, what is this all about? The Messiah they expected was going to come conquer the world. But Jesus says, no, I've come to give my life for you. I've come to lay down all that I have for you. That's why we lay down all that we have for him. So they come down the mountain hearing that message. And then, what do they experience? A man has a demon-possessed son, and the disciples are powerless. The other nine are powerless to cast him out. And Jesus says to them, how long shall I be with you? you? You couldn't do this? And in a word, he casts out the demon, just like that. But it's a lesson. It's a picture. It's a picture of the mountaintop experience. Here it is. Yes, you're made for the mountaintop experience to receive the goodness of God, to hear his voice, to be separated for his purposes. But thirdly, and this is the big point, our mountaintop experiences shape us and empower us to make a difference in the valleys of the world. In that valley that day, there was a man with a demon-possessed son. How heartbreaking. And then the church, the disciples were powerless. I wonder if the church today is powerless because we don't go to the mountain enough. We don't listen to God enough. We don't stop and separate from the world enough. If we do that, if we just say, Lord, I'm yours. Here I am. Speak to me. Empower me. I want, I want to know you. I want to experience you. We will be empowered for those valleys, for those demons that we need to chase out, for those challenges that every person's facing. Look, we are the church, right? We're here for the world. The world is not for us, but we are here for the world to change it, to transform it. Most importantly, to bring Jesus to it. He lifted us up so that we can go down to those valleys and lift others up as well. I've been able to see people on the valley. I've been able to see the church at work in the valley. You know, for centuries, this is where the church has been, where people need help. And if we're Americans, we have the resources to bring them. So my challenge to you is to spend time with God on the mountain, to get up, to get alone, to get separated with God, to hear his voice, to experience his glory. Where do I do that? Come into Waters Church, be it right here, right now. 
Come into our first Tuesday services if you're at one of our locations. Most importantly, spending personal time with the Lord and in small group. Those are your moments to grow, to get stronger, to be built up in Christ so that you have something to bring to others. This has been a life-giving week for me. Uh, two things about Peru. It is a beautiful country. You will come here and see things you've never seen before. The beauty of God's creation, the mountains, Machu Picchu, the glory of God displayed on the heights and the elevations of this country. But secondly, it's a poor country. It's a country that needs help. It's a country that is also widely open to the gospel. You see, Jesus talked about this, that the good news is preached to the poor. And, and his brother James says that God has chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith. I think we have a golden opportunity to bring the gospel to those who are hungry for it, like these kids behind me, or kids on those mountains over there or over there. So my question to you is threefold. Number one, have you been to the mountaintop? Have you received Christ? Do you know his life-lifting, life-elevating power? Number two, are you learning about him, growing in him, becoming more like him, having those experiences of separation and silence? Number three, are you giving of yourself to lift others up, loving in Jesus' name? Behind me, these people are just an inspiration and they're leading these kids to Jesus. So here's what I wanna to do to close out this message. I wanna give you an opportunity right where you are in all of our locations to receive Jesus Christ. Stand with me right now across all locations. Bow your heads, close your eyes, don't look around. This is about you and your eternal salvation. If you know you need Christ, if you can't answer that first question in the affirmative, if you don't, if you haven't had Christ yet lift you up, this is the day of salvation. The Bible says, don't harden your heart. No, open your heart. Let Jesus come in. If you've got your head bowed and your eyes closed, here's, here's the deal. If that's you, I want you to say this prayer after me. Say it from your mouth, but say it from your heart mostly. Repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, today I ask Jesus to come into my life, to be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from the inside out. Make me your child. I choose to serve you. I choose to follow you. I give you my life. In Jesus' name.